people see that as, oh, I'm making myself better, I'm improving myself, but the reality is that person that has taken you to that next point in your journey, that person is just as good as that that you that's going to be in the future. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Imperfectly Beautiful podcast. This podcast is a community for melanated queens who are ready to prioritize holistic self-care as the ultimate form of self-love. My name is Toya, and I'm extremely passionate about helping you take back your crown and live your best life. With each discussion, I will take you along my own personal journey to self-love, as well as feature guests that will give you practical self-care tips for your mental, physical, spiritual, and financial well-being. Are you ready to invest and thrive in your own journey to happiness and wholeness? Then let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Imperfectly Beautiful podcast. I am your host, Toya, and I'm excited about today's episode. We are talking about self-love, specifically plus-size women and self-love. And so I brought on Adrienne Bennett to share her story and to give some words of encouragement to women that feel as if self-love isn't something that is, I guess, available to you because of your size. And that's through this outlet, through this podcast, my desire is for women, no matter what size you are, what you look like, to learn to love and accept yourself as you are. And so one day I was scrolling through social media and I just came across Adrian's profile and I was just like, oh my gosh, she's such a ray of sunshine. And I was just, you know, I randomly scrolling through social media and I came across, um, I came across your content and, you know, you talk a lot about body confidence and I feel like a lot of people on social media hide behind this mask and it, it, a lot of people who have like a large following try to put on this persona of like, they're perfect. Everything is perfect. Everything is okay. All is well in my world. And I feel like that's a dangerous story to portray, especially to people that are easily influenced because it then begins to create this narrative in other people's minds. Like what's wrong with me? Um, why I don't have what they have? Why do I not look the way that they look? Um, and so the comparison sets in and then it's just a lot of other issues. And on top of that, you know, you have the cyberbullying and things of that nature. And it's just, it was refreshing to come across your page because, you know, you were so vulnerable and transparent in sharing your own journey. And I just wanted to bring you on to just have this conversation to talk about, you know, um, share things from your perspective, talk about your own journey, as well as to encourage other black women as well. So thank you for joining me today. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm so, I'm first off, I'm honored. Thank you so much, Toya, for just having me on your podcast. I, we got a chance to talk beforehand off, off the air and hearing what you're trying to do in the world, hearing the message you want to share with, with people. I feel like it's a great alignment. And so I'm just glad to talk about this topic and hopefully people, you know, get value out of what we're talking about today. I hope so. Mm -hmm. So to start off the conversation, just tell us a bit about yourself, where you're from and, you know, how this journey started for you. Yeah, yeah. So this journey started uh, about four years ago. 
Um, I born and raised in Oregon, currently live in Oregon, and I grew up in a town where for a long time there wasn't a lot of black people, let alone larger people. Like this town is very much um, vegan, health conscious. Um, um, the Olympic trials is held here. Like very much most of the people here are kind of slim or and and white and everything that I am not. <laughs> So I grew up having to learn real quick if I want to fit in, if I want to be accepted, I need to put on this mask of being accommodating to people, always paying attention to other people's um, needs and putting my own needs and desires on the back burner. And so you kind of go through through that, through that, um, that wasn't a conscious choice. It was just something that I did because I, as part of survival and as you get older with that kind of conditioning, then I started going, I had a job that ended up being very toxic. I wasn't able to kind of set boundaries. I wasn't able to kind of really stake my claim and, and give the, the best of me, but people were kind of pulling from me what they, what they wanted to, to have. And it just left me toxic, left me kind of disconnected. And at that, when I started this journey, I was lost, I was burnt out, I was disconnected, and I just needed a way to rediscover myself again. And so I used content creation, mainly photography, self-portraits that I would take of myself as a way to just kind of ex start exploring my own inner world. I posted those on Instagram, and every time I would post it, something told me just to share a vulnerable piece about myself. And I started noticing a lot of it, a lot of the topics was around my own body, my relationship with my body, confidence, being, you know, learning how to like be yourself in a world that doesn't really w accept you for you. And along the way, as my like community grew, the mantra, no more hiding came from that. And that was from the community and, and and I having this conversation and realizing that we all feel like we can't bring all of ourselves to the world, that only pieces of us are accepted. And if we're larger and larger bodies, then even more, we need to hide aspects of ourselves until we are at an acceptable size. Um, and so, we were sick of doing that. I was sick of doing that. And so the no more hiding um, mantra came out of that. And I've just been creating con like content around that topic about confidence, about uh, connecting to who you are emotionally, shining your authentic self and topics like that. And just kind of sharing that self-love journey as it unfolds. I think that's amazing. Um, there is another young lady that I follow on Instagram and I can't remember her name um, and her content um, is, is similar to yours. And she kind of shares her. She's vulnerable with her own journey and kind of shares, you know, some struggles that she's dealt with. And the thing that I admire about you and her is that regardless of what people say, it's like you're still like, I'm going to do this because I'm me and I'm, this is me. This is who I am. And I love and accept myself regardless of that. And I remember mm -hmm. she, she posted something, someone inboxed her and it irritated me because it was some man 
essentially telling her like, how dare you love yourself? Like you're unhealthy. And it's just like, so what are you supposed to hate yourself? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like you're unhealthy. You're fat. And it's just like, it's, 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 it's frustrating just because people feel the need to, I guess, bully online and feel the need to express their dislike for someone that they absolutely know nothing about. And it's just, I feel like everybody has made everything about the exterior. Like you're not supposed to love and accept yourself until you are, you meet society standards of what they consider to be beautiful. And I think that's a load of crap. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But one question that I wanted to ask you was, how did you get to that place of becoming comfortable and confident being in front of the camera, being in front of, you know, um, a large audience of people to say, okay, like I'm no longer hiding. I'm no longer, you know, going to hide behind this mask. I'm going to be free and be myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I've always in my smaller circle, I've always been the person that was joyful and fun and encouraging. And so when I started, when I realized that, oh, what I'm doing is actually impacting people, I put my my mindset around the focus of, let me encourage, let me focus on encouraging, let me focus on serving, and not necessarily being in front of the camera because, you know, I want to be, I want to show you I'm fly, I want to show you I'm, I'm a certain kind of way, like, my idea is never has never been to prove to people that um, I deserve to be in front of the camera. I deserve the spotlight that I'm getting. My idea has always been about let me just be me, and if you if you rock with it, you're gonna come with it. You're gonna rock with it. It's gonna serve who's gonna who needs that who needs what I'm offering. And the other people, if they're you know, because I get a lot of hate hate comments too. Um, if they're coming with the hate, then I realize you're not the, the person intended, right? So I never hold myself, I never hold the weight that like, I have to make sure every person accepts what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I always come from the, the position of, I'm just here to serve the people that I know is meant to see my content and feel liberated from it in some kind of way. And I rock with that. And then I also put a lot of like self-care and, um, just mindfulness in my own practice when I know that like too much hate is coming and I need to kind of do that reset so that I can be consistent at it because it does burn you out when you have people that are dealing with their own, you know, insecurities or just their own kind of biases for larger people. And they see you literally just existing and trying to enjoy yourself and have a good time. And they don't want to let you out of that box of, you're fat, your only focus should be on losing weight. You shouldn't be focused on other aspects of life that are very much given to any other person that's a smaller size, right? People have their struggles and they also have their like successes happening as life is unfolding and people should be able to kind of focus on that journey, have that autonomy. But for some reason, they don't give that to to fat people. They only give the space of if you are showing us you're trying to get smaller and fit these standards, then we will accept you and celebrate you. But you don't get you don't get celebration without the struggle, without showing us that you're 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 trying to you know um, change yourself completely. So I don't focus on those people. I really don't. They're going to be there. There's no way I can have the perfect world of like they'll never find my content and they'll never interact with me. 
All I focus on is the people that I know that felt like I felt like four years ago and need to see this journey and, and, and see that, hey, there is a different way. You do not have to hate yourself as you're going down this path of learning and understanding yourself. Even if you're deciding to get to get smaller, right? Even if people are like, yeah, part of this self-love journey for me is shrinking my body, losing weight. Great. You don't have to hate the fat you as you're trying to be the thin you. And society has conditioned us to, to have that. So I try to kind of put like focus on like, no, we're not going to have the hatred part of that journey uh, with with that um, relationship with self. We're going to we're going to focus on loving compassion. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And that, that brings me back to what we were talking about a few weeks ago when we were talking about um, the concept of like becoming this better version of yourself. But, and I thought it was great because, and you can explain it further because I know I'm going to miss some points, but essentially you were talking about just accepting yourself as you are right now, like being okay with the version that you are right now, like, and having the, the mindset of, um, becoming this better version of ourselves is essentially, I guess, neglecting in a sense or, or rejecting like who we are today. So do you want to just, do you want, you said it so eloquently. I can't. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still processing that mm -hmm. idea myself because if we look at it, society says success means you look good, you have the money, you have it all figured out. It's perfect. It's all in a box. Perfect. Right. And that's just not the reality. The reality is as we move in life, as we get older, get deeper understanding of ourselves, our direction of what we focus on or what we invest in change, people see that as, oh, I'm making myself better. I'm improving myself. But the reality is that person that has taken you to that next point in your journey, that person is just as good as that, that you that's going to be in the future. Right. So this idea of better is, is and for me, I see it as like another way of shaming who we are now as we're waiting to become the person we believe we want to be. And I just I just want to reject that. I feel like it's just the subtle way of just keeping yourself in that box. And I feel like the better way is to be authentically who you are today. Honor that. Do not let shame hide who that person is, and then connect with that authenticity, ask yourself what you need, and then move forward with that. Because whatever that, that person will be as you're moving forward, that's just going to be more you, more exciting, more loving, but it's still honoring, wow, this person that was at the beginning part of that journey still is deserving of that love, right? Still is deserving of like, wow, you made that amazing decision to like, do more things that honor me today. You made that amazing decision to wake up and say, I love you instead of I'm going to criticize you today. Like all that part of me, that part of us deserves to be celebrated as well. So I'm, I'm pushing back on that. I don't know. If, I don't know if you know that. I feel like that's a big part of the whole, you know, motivation, yeah. self-love, hustle yeah. culture, all of it. And that, it kind of ties in. I think it ties a little bit into capitalism too, mm. which people don't really connect the self-love journey to like the bigger aspects of like capitalism. Why we, why we go after the things we go after, why we think we need to work 40 hours a day to, you know, have the life that we perceive we want, like not realize that in the background, there's just a lot of conditioning saying like, you need to be better. 
You can't be who you are right now. You always need to be better. And if you're not better, better then it takes away from your worth and that takes away from your value. But that is part of the capitalism um, machine in the background that we just kind of need to examine and unpack. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad we had that conversation, you know, prior to today. And as well as even now, because I know I've been guilty of using that phrase, but I didn't even, when you explained it and when you broke it down, I didn't even realize it from that, that perspective. Like that's what it was. And I had to sit back and think like, mm -hmm. as that, when I say I want to become a better version of myself, I really had to sit down and think like, am I rejecting like who I am today? Do I feel like the version that I am today is not good enough? And in some ways mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. So it's just like, even for me, you telling me that is like, okay, I need to change the, the way that I think when it comes to my own self-love journey. And even when it comes to creating content for my own audience, because never, it's never my intent to make someone feel as if like, you're not enough as who you are today. And so I just, I thank you for that. And I, and I thank you for breaking that down because like now I'm, I'm going to keep like, <laughs> I'm going to keep digging into it and processing it because I think that is I, when you said it, I'm like that just, it just makes total sense. So thank you for that. People, people want to see your authentic mm -hmm. self as it unfolds. Mm -hmm. People are craving that even more than now. And I, I don't reject the idea of wanting to say like, let me, let me show this better version. Let me show this perfect version because that is protection in a society that says, if you're not those things, you're not worthy and you're not part of the collective. So it's a reject with literally you doing that better, that um, performative perfection kind of thing is you trying to like fight against a society that says like you showing anything else gets you rejected. So it's mm -hmm. like, it's a lot of like emotional, mental stuff that's happening on the inside that we sometimes don't realize, but we are going to walk it out because that feeling, the feeling sensation in the, in the body is like, it feels, it doesn't feel good to feel rejected. Right. And so instead of facing that, we just, instead of trying to like push back against it, we try to like, okay, I'll do it forcefully kind of thing. You know, yeah. but we never feel good on the other end. We always end up at these places of feeling burnt out and um, disconnected, you know? Yeah, so, that's, yeah. that's true. And so in addition to that, what mindsets do you have or are you continuously working to undo that have a, have a direct effect on your own self-confidence? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, what we've just been talking yeah. about, just the minds, I, I, I realized in a lot of ways I'm conditioned to be perfectionist. Same. And so, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, it, it, you know, it, and, and, I, and, I don't, and I don't, I'm not perfectionist in the typical way that like everything is perfect and um, polished and everything like that. But it's just that idea that like push, push, push. You need to keep pushing and oh, it's never, it's never right. It's never enough. Um, so those thoughts are always in anything that I do in the content that I create and the kind of work that I try to do when, um, even at like jobs and stuff like that, you know, someone might say, oh, great job on that. I never would say great job on that. Right. So it's, it's, it's that kind of thing that I try to like 
whenever I notice it coming up, I try to examine where that's coming from and then redirect my fo focus to a place of compassion, um, a place of calm. A lot of times that when that perfectionist, those thoughts come up, it's very much tied to like anxiety for me. And so when I notice that that feeling's coming up in the body, I usually have a routine now that I've been working on for the last four years of this journey of like, okay, grounding, calming, get myself back to a place of a clarity and then move forward from that. So that's probably the biggest one that I'm always working on and finding out how much it's in every aspect of my life that I have to kind of unlearn. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Perfectionism is definitely, um, it's, <laughs> it's a struggle because, you know, as you mentioned, it's just like, you feel like, oh, nothing is good enough or, you know, and so even like with myself, my friend was, one of my friends was fussing at me and she was just like, you have to celebrate the small wins. Like, and so even when you and I were talking before we recorded about, you know, the YouTube and things not being the way that I wanted it to be. And it's just like, but you started like, you started this yeah. podcast, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And so I think it's, um, it's definitely. Like, no, no, like, let's pause. You started a <laughs> podcast that we know is going to change people's lives. People hear even your voice, like your voice is like, it's, it's tickling the ears. Like, you're, you're doing this thing and there's a not, everybody's not doing yes. this thing and you're doing it, you know? So it is worth celebrating. Yes, absolutely. It is worth you know, don't dim that. Like, yes. Yes. So I, I totally get you with the, with the perfectionism thing. And I think it's, we all have our things that we're, you know, working through and working on and working towards as we are um, on this self-care, self-love journey. So um, thank you for sharing that. So yeah. with black women often being the ones that are criticized and ridiculed, what helps mm -hmm. you to block out the criticism from others being a black plus size woman. And I know you mentioned, um, you know, when you get some of those negative comments and things of that nature, you kind of go back to grounding and things of that nature. Are there other things that you do? Uh, journaling, uh, I think also purposely living a life that's a lot more gentle in general. I'm not about the hustle culture. Like I, I like I realized that was one of the biggest things that made me feel burned out. It's exhausting. And I know the hustle Yeah, it is exhausting to constantly be um focused on what else you could do, how much longer you can work. And all that time you're focusing on those things, you're taken away from the um journaling, the mindfulness, the well being, the have sitting down and having awesome conversations like this, right? And a lot of that hustle culture is tied to like, well, what's the financial bottom line? And so then you're you're weighing out whether or not, oh, it's not worth it because you're not financially being compensated by sitting down and journaling for an hour or putting on your favorite playlist and dancing and or just sitting out staring out at at the trees on a beautiful day, right? Those things are not tied to financial compensa compensation in this society, so we automatically deem it as, like, not uh, valid. And um, uh, I, I forgot the question that, uh, that you originally asked, so I want to try to not go on a tangent, but bring if it back If you do, it's totally okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally okay. You can tell I'm very, like, 
I'm very passionate <laughs> about these topics, but they all kind of interweave. Um, they do. That's it, what I'm so like. It's totally okay. It, your, your question was around like what black women, right? What black women specifically? Yeah. So more so just often the, the criticism um, and the ridicule that you all faced was just asking what were some other things that you did to kind of block that thing out? Yeah. So the biggest thing has been just living purposely a more gentle, slower life kind of style. Um, there's right. I only focus on main, a couple main things. Like I want freedom in my time. I, I want to have um, work that I really enjoy and feel like I'm serving and um, enough time where I can practice well-being things like being outdoors, taking taking walks, traveling, seeing other par parts of the world, like clear about what I need to feel that joy and then actively investing in those things as well as, you know, working so that the, that those things can be sustainable. So, yeah. Creativity is another big one too. I think create like your creative expression is really, really important for um, just helping you combat that because mm -hmm. when you can uh, do art or you can make yourself the muse in a photo or whatever the case may be, you can literally reimagine who you are. And so if you're struggling with anything, if you're feeling kind of like um, not seeing how much you are worth it, tapping into your creative side can just help you see yourself as art and reimagine who you are. So that's another big one. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And so what typically keeps you going when you want to give up? Mm. That's a good question. Cause I'll be, I'll be honest when I'm in the mode of like, I want to give up. I don't see what, what's going to keep me going at that moment. So I have to hold on to this too shall pass. And it kind of comes like that. And for me, I noticed like, it's not, I could just flick on the joy switch and like, boom, I'm always joyful. Hey, but I know that there's points where I will get back there. And I also give myself grace and patience when I know that I'm not in those moments. And recognizing that that's okay to have, you can embody both of that. You can embody um, those two aspects of myself. Like a lot of people see my content and how joyful and lighthearted it is. That is me. But I do have like those moments just like anybody else where it's just like, it feels dark. It feels hard. Like right now with me in Oregon and not having the sun, it's been kind of hard to kind of just be like, ugh, it I is. need that sun. I feel like, I feel like us black women need that sun. Like, yes. I don't know. I feel like it's generationally, that's part of who mm -hmm. we are as a people. We need that sun. And so me not having that, it's been, I had to kind of really switch around. How do I tap into that joy for myself when my routine has been, going out, getting some sun and being outdoors. Well, now when I go out and it's cold, I don't want to be outdoors, you know, so. At all. Yeah. <laughs> and it gets really gloomy <laughs> in Chicago in the winter too. So a lot of times, most of our winter is just gloomy. So today the sun, came out, I'm like, oh, the sun is out. So I totally get it. Okay. And there's, there is, I want to, I need to do some research to see what that link is because 
it's like when you get that gloominess and I'm just like, oh, it's just this this whole thing just it just messes up your day and it's just like you have to I have to intentionally like like try and change my mindset or try to do something that will help to like mm-hmm. brighten up my day because the gloomy days yeah. just, it it's it's hard sometimes. Yeah, and and for me it's like I know that if it's going to be one of those days the the five or 10 things that I want to get done that day it's going to get reduced down to two. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to I'm going to give myself grace. And after those two things are done, I'm going to go turn on some music. I'm going to kick back. I'm a, I love getting into cozy. I got my whole candle set up. Like, I have a lot of sanctuary <laughs> well-being stuff that taps into the senses that also helps with that, that calming, that calming, that grounding, and just feeling kind of more joyful. So it's just, I think it's about learning what those triggers are for us. Like, what makes you feel joy, mm-hmm. even in the most darkest of times like you know asking yourself those questions is a good start yeah i think that's that's really useful too because i was i was even thinking about this yesterday because it was super cold i had been in i literally just been in the house for like well over a week and i'm like i just need to do something that like makes me feel good and so i remember back in november I took some salsa lessons and I went by myself and I had, it was so much fun. I was like, Oh, I really like it. And so I'm like, I need mm-hmm. to become more intentional about adding those activities back into like my routine, especially when it gets cold outside, mm-hmm. because then I sit in the house mm-hmm. and then I'm just like, I, I need to do something that like makes me feel good on the inside out. And I'm like, I just, and sometimes I think I just kind of like lose focus of that. I have all these things and I'm like, I need to do this. I need to do this. But it's just like, no, like you need to take time and and take care of you and, and doing what makes you happy, doing what brings you joy, doing what kind of feeds you internally. And so I think that's really mm-hmm. important to have. Oh, for sure. I, I could not agree more and realize it too. It's a skill, especially if you come from, um, I don't know if this is in your story, but for mine, I've always been a people pleaser. So it's like, it's been like a real having to learn a new skill. Of yes. like, I'm going to honor that I need this, this me time, this well-being time for myself, because I'll immediately go into, okay, what, what do I, what can I do for the other person? And it's just like, it's like a cup. You're just draining, draining, mm-hmm. draining, draining. And then this is for black women a lot. We try to serve from the emptiest, driest of cups and we don't take the time to fill it back nope. up, which is that well-being stuff you're yes. talking about, right? And so, and then we wonder why we're just kind of like, we're drained, we're frustrated, we're, you know, it's just we have nothing left, mm-hmm. you know? It's because that we're serving from such an empty cup a lot of the time. Yeah. And that's, that's the conditioning too, like we're conditioned that you know, black women should be self-sacrificing always. Oh, you know, and uh, it's just, it's, it's a hard battle, but first having that awareness of that and then putting those things in place for well-being is just so vital, so yes. essential. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And just being able to to set those boundaries as well is, is, is extremely important. And I think a lot of times too, and I think I mentioned this on, cause I talked about this and I want to say it was maybe on an intro um, episode of the podcast. It's learning to set those boundaries. And um, now I done lost my point <laughs> learning mm-hmm. to set those boundaries and just also knowing that like, 
you matter. And so I think a lot of times our worth is, is tied to what we do for people. And so, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lot of times if that's not, if we're not doing this, it's like, we're kind of questioning who we are. We don't really know who we are as individuals because we're so used to giving all of ourselves to everyone else. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the self-sacrificing is something that is, um, a common theme amongst <laughs> black women that I'm yeah. hoping that, you know, through, you know, what it is that you're doing, what it is that I'm doing through this podcast, that, that we learn to, to, to honor ourselves, to take care of ourselves, to love on ourselves and to, to truly know and understand what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. What, what has been kind of for you, the place of like starting that, like, what is, how did you start to recognize, okay, when I do this, I'm really honoring myself. Was it like a feeling? Was it like a sensation in the body for you? You, you mean, so like kind of walking away from that, doing for every for, for everyone else i think for yeah. me it so it kind of for me it started when i was going to therapy and so as mm-hmm. i was talking through things with my therapist and she was just like yeah you're codependent and i was just like girl what is that mm-hmm. <laughs> so she had me <laughs> she had me read this book and then from there she helped me to start establishing boundaries mm-hmm. and then but I, I began to struggle because I found myself always like doing this and going to that place and supporting these people. And like, it would literally be my entire weekend. I'd be like, I got to go here. 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 And I was just like draining myself, running around, doing for other people, supporting people, um, being involved in ministry at work. And I wasn't taking any time to pour into myself. And when that yeah. stopped, I was like, you realize some relationships change because it's like what you're doing for people. Um, when you stop doing that, that the dynamic of that relationship changes. So it allows you to know like, okay, this is why (laughs) you were around me in the first place. Not necessarily because of who I was, but I think I also struggled because I was just like, I have nothing to do. Um, I have all this freed up space because I'm not running around ripping and running tired being a yes man anymore. And so from that point, I had to learn like what it is that I enjoy, like learning to do like activities and learning to slowly implement self-care. But yeah, that all started from like initially going to therapy. And I just, I just, I didn't even recognize it. I just, for me, I just thought it was normal. Like it was just what you do. Um, Mm -hmm because it was what I saw when I was growing up. And so it was just like you do and you give. And I think it's great to be able to give, mm-hmm. to be able to pour into other people, to be able to support other people. But when it's to the point that you are neglecting yourself, um, mm-hmm. you aren't taking care of who you are. You aren't caring for your well-being, your mental, emotional, physical, all of that. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a problem. Yes. And what you're talking about, that's exactly where my journey started four years ago. It's that idea of like, I'm doing so much for other people. I don't have enough time to do it for myself. And then when I started doing it, it was uncomfortable because mm-hmm. people keep asking you to do stuff. But then you have one of the first ways of saying that boundary and that self-love was saying no. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, no, I can't do that. Yeah. You know, no, I'm going to do this instead. And it's uncomfortable, especially when everyone expects yes. you to kind of be that person to say yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's necessary. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, what does Adrian love most about herself? 
<laughs> you know, I love that. Um, I I feel like I do have a place of. I have a a trust in myself that um, whatever I go through, I can get through. And um, as I'm like walking this journey, I'm building the strength and understanding that like, um, you know, I don't, I, I'm not attached to, to um, anyone else's approval, <laughs> you know? So that allows me the freedom to just be playful, be joyful. I love how creative I, I am, you know, how resourceful I am, how, um, um, celebratory I, I can be of just the smallest of things. That's always who I've been. And now this, th those things that I thought were like kind of throwaway traits about who I am has literally been the thing that's helped me kind of grow and deepen and, and, uh, into who I, I see myself becoming like by the time I'm 50, I want to be so unbothered, hey, but also so right? loving at the same time. <laughs> I just want to, I just don't want to be in a place of constantly worrying, frust like frustrated and just knowing that it's, it is going to be okay. And also having, I want my, my life style to be my vision board. Right. So like not always trying to strive to get to whatever this vision of myself is, but just kind of the, the, the routine, the habits, the way I am is just naturally birthing the things that I desire mm -hmm. uh, in life. And I think that's who I am. I'm just I'm OK with just letting the progress unfold. I like and that. celebrating along <laughs> the way. That's amazing. So yeah. to all the sisters that feel they're unworthy because of their size, what words of advice or encouragement would you give to them? Mm -hmm. First off, um, your worth, your happiness, your joy is not based on your size. Whether or not you're happy being, being the size you are or you do want to change, that's not where those things come from. Even if you got smaller, don't mean you're going to be more happy, more joyful. So I say start with understanding what brings you joy no matter what. What will honor you no matter what. And what activities that if you invested in very simply, um, mindfully, will naturally lead you down the path that you desire to be without the extra feeling of overwhelm or needing it to be perfect. Start there and you will begin to add in routine and habits in your life and just your mindset mindset will naturally start to shift in a way where you're walking that journey in a celebratory type of way and not a critical type of way of self. And that's what I want for every every larger person, every larger woman. I want them to be more compassionate and celebratory of of themselves, um, and less critical. Awesome! Yes, that's that's amazing. So, last but not least, what is your favorite self care act or mantra? 
No more hiding is the mantra. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> Period. <laughs> and you know, my favorite act because it's the simple it's simplest is I love candles and incense. Um, something I'm learning how important scents can naturally put you back into like a, a calm mood, but also can bring you back to like your more your most joyful moments. So candles, incense, and just spending time with self, spending time alone, and just um, feeling how you, feeling what you feel and not and facing that has been the best um, self practice or self self love, self care uh, kind of habits for myself that, that I enjoy. Okay. And it's simple, it's very accessible, you know. And so before we wrap this up, can you just share um, where people can find you on social media in case they want to follow you and view some of your amazing content? Yes, <laughs> yes. So this, so mainly my Instagram, um, my name, Adrian Bennett. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, um, No More Hiding Adrian. And I'm, lo I'm looking to start doing more vlog style, longer form content on YouTube. But um that's still under work. So start there. It will definitely give you the links to, to all my other places where you can connect with me. So, and, and also shirts, I'm going to be doing more shirts. Oh. In 2022. So, um, uh, I did a shirt last year, no more hiding for just one design. And my goal is to build out that store. So when anyone is on that journey for themselves and they want that mantra, without even having to speak it out, they'll have some creative artwork to wear so yeah instagram and tiktok will keep you connected on all that okay great um, and with that, we'll wrap up this episode. Thank you everyone for tuning in on today. If you all have any questions, if you all have any suggestions, suggestions as to the content you would like to hear on this podcast, feel free to reach out to me at info at imperfectlybeautiful.me or you can reach out to me via Instagram or Facebook and perfectly beautiful official. And I will talk to you all in the next episode. Thank you.